Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about transcending suppression to unleash your life's purpose. I want to read something. Dance is not just a body movement. It's an expression of who you are. Unique expression of who you be, your frequency. Your physical vessel is the manifestation and expression of source consciousness. There is absolutely no reason to suppress yourself. Whether you are a woman or a man, we have been subject to the conditioning and programming that we have to hide suppress ourselves and push down the natural flow of the energy that wants to be expressed as us. Why? In order to fit in, not to stand out. Because if you do, you become a target. A getaway where people think it's okay to direct their wounding, unmet needs, judgments and limitations. Their illusions. For women, most of the time it's over-sexualizing. And for men, signs of weakness, too feminine for all to be subject to judgments. But it's either one. Dance is your natural expression. It's your beautiful frequency manifesting and bringing beauty and healing into this density. Dance can heal those of you who have suppressed themselves for, for, for far too long. And healing is a natural byproduct of when you finally stop resisting and allow this energy to flow. Dance facilitates activation and energy upgrades. As with such powerful body movement, where we are able to release stagnant energy that does not belong anymore and create more space in our energetical vessel to receive and embody more light. It's time you free yourself, dear light beam, and shine brightly with your unique frequency. And for you to free yourself, you free others from the dreams of separation and generational suppression. With all my love, Christina. What inspired you to read that? It popped up on my feet. I get that, but what exactly inspired you to read that? Right now? Yes, that's what I'm asking. What exactly inspired you? What made you read that thing, that piece of text that you just read right now? And what made you say, I have to read this? Is there anything specific or is it the dance thing? No, it is the subject of suppression and your purpose. What do you mean by that? It sounds like you don't want me to read that. No, that's your that's your opinion. That's your perception. I'm asking you because, again, this I'm asking you why. This is the purpose of the podcast. I ask you questions, you answer, you share. We find a flow around this episode. That's how we do this. I just felt that it's not okay. And that's probably my own form of suppression arising right now. Oh, there you go. Feeling that I need a man's permission. You want to go there? And talk about that more? I don't know. Maybe. No, I'm asking you in the sense of why Why did the suppression thing stick out to you in, spe like in specifics? I'm sure that there's a higher purpose of why you did that. And my job yeah, yeah, yeah. is to ask you the questions to uncover the why. Because maybe it's helpful to our big ones that are listening to today's podcast episode. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I'm also going to have to just say this and interject here. That's why I'm always asking the whys. Yes. It's not to attack you. I know. 
but there is something in your voice that triggers me. It sounds like an aggressive bitone. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I see this aggressive masculine energy that is like just complaining. No, that's actually further from the furthest thing from the truth. I feel really calm, really at peace. I'm not gonna apologize because you took it that way. Maybe it's something with like your dad or something like this. But I'm literally, I'm just asking like, why did you open up with this? Because you gave me a very superficial answer and hardly like a, a very surface level answer. It's gonna go deeper. Exactly. And I wanna get to the why. So obviously the deeper you go with this, the better because obviously I, I can see that there's something important about the suppression thing that stuck out to me as well as you read it. And you're now saying that there's something that you feel. So what is the suppression? And why did the suppression part of that piece of text that you read from this Christina stick out to you? To shed awareness to the subject of humans suppressing their life force energy and to shed awareness to the subject of humans suppressing their sexual energy. And because we do that collectively, we are preventing ourselves from rising higher and fully living our purpose to the highest divine potential that we can. And the themes of suppression I have worked through the last years was big. And with every layer I shed of suppression in my own consciousness, in my own field, in my own body, mind and spirit, every time I let go of a form of suppression, whether it's my own or it's something that I took on or a generational form of suppression, every time I am able to look behind it, to transmute it and to recognize it for what it truly is, which is an illusion, I am able to get to a higher level of being in my own life. And my reality changes and becomes better and more satisfying. And I get into more alignment with who I truly am and with who I came here to be. And we have worked with so many plant medicines over the last years and we are still working with plant medicines and combo. Why? What's the purpose? It is to let go of forms of suppression. Poverty consciousness is a form of suppression. What is poverty? Poverty is the illusion of mankind to think that there is a limitation. It is the illusion of mankind thinking that there is contraction of resources, that there is lack. Lack is contraction. Lack is suppression. Thinking that there is anything else but an overflow of sacred energy. And that is the biggest trap that we have been under on this planet, thinking that there is lack. Yes, it may look like it because it is an illusion because of what things that we read, things that we see, and it's all altering our ways of living and expressing ourselves. And it keeps so many people stuck and small from ever going out there to exploring their potential and embracing their God-given purpose. And God's purpose for you is huge, whoever is listening. God's purpose for you is massive and it's gonna get you out of your comfort zone. It's gonna, it's gonna provoke you and push you out of your 
own forms of limitations and your own forms of suppressions that you have been under. Your own forms of self-suppression will be triggered. Your own forms of how you suppress others and all forms of suppression, when you are fully embracing your purpose, they will be triggered. They will come to the surface so that you can see them, so that you can let go of them and see them for what they are, illusions. You're going to be confronted with all forms of suppression, how you suppress yourself from speaking your truth, how you suppress yourself from fully embodying your sexual energy in whatever form that is. You suppressing your voice, you suppressing what you truly think and what you truly want to speak. You suppressing yourself with how you dress. You suppressing yourself with the ideas that you share with others. And the list goes on and on and on. So that is the reason why I was reading what I was reading in the beginning. Because it triggered something, it activated something in me, which is another deep layer of suppression. And it allows me to look and take inventory with myself. How free am I truly in my being? How free do I feel in my self-expression? How free and authentic do I feel in this embodiment in this lifetime? So question for you now, because you got triggered by me asking you why in a, as you had said, a tone that resembled being aggressive as an aggressive masculine energy, Clearly that indicates to me that you still have something, maybe the next layer of a suppressed energy where you're psychologically believing you're still suppressed by the masculine energy. Is there anything in particular that was triggering about what I said that is connected to the suppression of you feeling suppressed to give a response and perhaps how that also affects your life purpose? Does that question make a little bit of sense? There is an aspect of me that needs to grow up and mature. There is an aspect that I need to grow up now, but I feel that it's still a child version of me. And I'm inviting this aspect to heal and to grow up now. Yes. My question to you is what exactly, if you can pinpoint it, maybe it is a childhood wound, maybe it is a childhood experience, that you may have forgotten about and it's somewhere in your subconscious and it's now coming up. But you clearly got triggered just now, a few minutes ago, with when I asked your question, I asked you why did you decide to read that text? You gave me a superficial answer. So then I asked you again, why? Because I know that there is a bigger reason why you decided to open up today's podcast with reading someone else's text. So I'm asking you why. And I'm not asking you why from a place of being aggressive. And I am not going to apologize for asking a question. I'm doing that for the purposes of creating today's podcast. So it has nothing to do with you the way that I asked the why. I'm just asking the why from a place of being more of a co-host of the podcast to ask you why you however got triggered just now and you took it as if I was being aggressive with you right that's a very hypersensitive reaction but I'm not coming from that place that's not my state of consciousness that's how you're perceiving that from your perception so 
my question to you is, what do you think is the root cause of you getting triggered just now? What's the link between that trigger, the text that you read, and this idea of me being an aggressive male or that the masculine energy is still trying to hold you back? Is that another victim mindset where you are now once again projecting a story that isn't true onto the outer world? Is there an experience from your childhood? Is there an experience with your father that has made you feel or think that you're suppressed or you're being suppressed by a masculine energy? Do you understand the question though? Because just like you said in the, just like you had read in the message, I'm not going to be some hyper-feminine, soft, high-pitched, toned man to come off as soft and sweet and nice. Because that's very poisonous and it's very destructive to the masculine energy. So I'm asking you in my energy, my way, very naturally, very neutrally, why? Just to make that very clear but please continue i can't analyze it you said just now something very important though you said there's a part of you that needs to grow up and you used a hand gesture with your right hand and you basically were on the right side of your body which because is that's where i feel it right and you've been mentioning for the last months a pain in your shoulder about like a stiffness okay well what if that is a suppressed energy on the right side of you that it needs to now be unsuppressed yes what made you say there's a part of me that now needs to grow up and you pointed to the right side that was just intuitive body movement but that's where i feel it there is a blocked energy which has been releasing over the last week significantly i had two knots here in your neck one in the neck and one up there behind your neck two dots and that's where I've been feeling the blocked energy for months. And these two dots in the last weeks, they have shrunk. So they're barely noticeable anymore. And I have had, I've cleared a lot in my dream world. I've, I've had very significant dreams of me clearing out stuff. And I know that there may be just layers of suppressed energies, blocked energies which are coming to the surface, which I am releasing so that I can embrace my next level. But when I express what I express, and when I said there's part of me that needs to grow up, it's because I see it. In my third eye, I see a child version of me, and she's very angry, and she's very frustrated, and that version now needs to grow up so that I can be who I know I am, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And you I know, I just want to add on a little bit to that, what I mean, so that I can be who I know I am. Like I know there is, I know what the best version of me looks like. I know what the best version of me feels like. I see her clearly and I'm aligning back to fully embodying that version of me. But there are forms of suppression or topics that I need to look at in order to fully embody that version of me to the best of my ability. Like full body, full embodiment of that highest version of me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's so great that you are saying this because now I know the direction of where to go with today's 
episode because this is significant. As we were drinking the cacao for today, for today's ceremony, and just before we started recording, it's not on the recording. So I need you to say this over, over again. But you had said something incredibly significant before we started recording today's episode. And you said something about the offers for lifepurpose.com. And you mentioned three particular stages that you're acknowledging that you're going through for lifepurpose.com. Can you remember what you said and say it in a very descriptive way so that obviously our big ones and whoever is new, whoever is a new big one that is listening, that's never heard of you for the first time, can get up to speed and understand yeah. your journey so far. Mm -hmm. So I am in the process of developing our first paid offer for lifepurpose.com. And it has been a process which has been taking, which has been um, going on for the last two months, I would say. And I have been back and forth with a few offers. And the first offer that I originally wanted to give to the world and to our audience, now looking back at it, was the baby offer, the baby stage offer. And then a second idea came to me about an offer about a month ago. And now looking back at that offer, it's like the teenager stage, the teenager offering. And now today on our meeting with Gabriel, Gabriel and um, my meeting for lifepurpose.com, there was a third offering that came through for what we can give to our audience. And that offering, now looking at it and reflecting on it, is like the mega version, grown up, mature version of an offering that we can give to our big ones. And it feels the most expensive out of all the free ones. And I am saying this now in relation to what I was saying about a version of me that now needs to grow up so that I can be wholeheartedly full embodiment in alignment with that offering. That makes absolute sense. And here's where I'm going with this, okay? So you started off today's podcast reading that message from Miss Christina about suppression, about people not wanting to or being afraid to stick out because they'll be targeted. I've told you in the past that for me, I've noticed that in the last 15 years, I had to go through my own healing journey to work on self-sabotage because I remember growing up in Brooklyn that to stand out and to be the kid that got the good grades, to be the kid that got the shine, you were an automatic target. You, you, you mentioned that story so many times. Exactly. And so the best thing to do was to f blend in as much as possible and to not show your bigness, basically. To hide. To hide, to suppress your bigness, to suppress yourself, to suppress how awesome you are. You are really... So you downplayed yourself, would you say? Absolutely, 100%. And in the last five years of my journey, this was a process of, for me to now get to this stage where I presented you with the third option, the third offer of what you could possibly offer and take lifepurpose.com to, I had to work with ayahuasca, iboga, cambo, sananga, hape, san pedro, 
all the medicines, all the medicines. We went all over. In order to heal self-sabotage, I had to use and go deep within my own subconscious. The suppression that you are claiming that you still experience is just something psychological. We, at this stage of our journey, we know this. We know that it's a feeling, it's some sort of a trapped emotion, and that it is manifest in a certain form because it's trapped energy. At this stage, I can say this in a very neutral way with a lot of energy because I'm making some very profound shifts in my diet, which I won't get into in today's episode because we're already so focused on suppression, but I was suppressing myself with the foods I was eating and consuming, with the content I may have been consuming in the past, and those are all forms of self-sabotage. Now, you are saying, how do we unsuppress ourselves? Or the topic of today's episode is about suppression. Which it is, which is a form of self-sabotage. I believe so. You are unaware that you have these patterns or programs running in your subconscious mind. And as a result, you are thinking you are suppressed, which can be a form of self-sabotage. You are thinking, I need a certain amount of financial resources to live my life purpose, which is not the truth. You just have to be resourceful with what you have. That's the difference. And what I'm getting at here is, interestingly enough, in the last few days, I've been, since we've been talking about the concept of changing our diet, I've been researching this topic, which we'll talk about another time. But I came across Lenny Kravitz, who is a, a rock star from the United States, from Manhattan, New York City. And Lenny Kravitz has been having a consistent diet routine like a raw vegan or a fruitarian type of diet and he's 59 years old and this guy is like he look he look he has no gray hairs he has no gray hair well maybe it's colored <laughs> maybe it's colored i don't know but from what i see he's got no gray hairs he's got six-pack abs you checked him out <laughs> in his newest video in his newest video he's like moving around free I was watching a previous video, though, of him where in that video, he was talking about Bruce Lee. He was showing, he was doing a, um, Lenny Kravitz was doing a tour of what he eats. He was doing a tour of his kitchen and he was showing that he eats nuts, seeds, raw stuff, fruits. And he had a picture of Bruce Lee on his refrigerator. And he said something very profound. I can't repeat it verbatim. But what I remember him saying was, I have this picture of Bruce Lee on my fridge to remind me that the reason why I'm eating the way that I'm eating is so that I can be free to express myself. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I am eating this fruitarian raw vegan diet so that I do not suppress myself. He literally said that. Not literally in those words, but he was saying, I'm doing this so that I can express myself. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's the opposite of su su suppression is the expression. expression. Yeah, exactly. So he's talking about expressing himself and the way that he can best express himself is through a healthy body is because when you have a healthy body, you have a healthy mind, 
Your spirit is healthy. You are filled with all the life force energy that your body, mind, and spirit and your feeling world deserves and requires to do what you came here to do, to fulfill your life purpose to the biggest level. So bringing this now back full circle with what we're getting at here or with what I'm getting at here is you're saying there's a part of you that needs to grow up. There is an aspect of you that you may identify with as you're still being suppressed. We talked about your offers for lifepurpose.com and how just two months ago, you can recognize and acknowledge now that the very first type of offer that you had was the little girl offer, which what is constantly coming up in my head is that is probably also you running on a program from your mother. Exactly. That is making you believe that that's your offer. So that may be a whole different topic to discuss, but regardless, the first offer was the kid version of you. The second offer was a different stage of your state of consciousness. And now we're here at this level of the game where I hopefully, not in a destructive way, but in a very constructive and expansive way, got you to see what's possible, what is possible, and got you to think just a little bit differently. As opposed to you doing the first offer where you would have been very limited in your, in your ability to scale and reach more people like how you say you want to. In this offer, in this vehicle, in this type of path, remember, like the airplane, if you just are one degree off from your final destination, you could wind up somewhere completely different. The ocean. Exactly. So where do you want to end up? On the nicest island on this planet. Okay. So if you want to achieve that, and I'm also saying this for the big ones, if you want to achieve that, if you want to, wherever your destination is, big one, wherever you can see yourself go wherever you have received God's vision for you to go. You have to know how you're going to get there. You get what I'm saying? You have the final point. Everyone has a final point. And now you go from the final point to your starting point. So you have two points, your starting point and your end point, your destination. But in order for you to get from point A, your starting point to point B, your destination, Obviously, you have to go through the journey. You have to actually take the steps to get to that final destination. So you have your life purpose, right, Hema? You have this idea for what you want to do for life purpose. It has been in the constant tweaking and the metamorphosis and the evolutions and the everything because it's based on the psychology of you. So if your psychology, if your psychology is suppressed, if you are creating an offer that is not the truth of who you truly are, but is the truth of your mom. Or of society. Or of the outer world. Or of what the cat down the road thinks that you should be doing. Then guess what? Your final destination is going to be completely different than what the truth of who I know I am, that, that's what you said, is actually intending. So it's, it's like you have these different paths to go down. And if you are still suppressed, if you're still running on someone else's program, your end result, your destination is going to be someone else's life. Right. And that's not what you want. 
You get what I'm saying? So I'm assuming, getting back to the whole thing now, you getting triggered, you crying just now, or not just now, but you crying at the beginning of the, today's episode when I asked you the why, and you thought I was being aggressive. You are still running on a program that is not the truth of who you truly are, you are believing in your psychology that you are suppressed. Because you are believing that you're suppressed, you cannot express the bigness of who you are. And if you cannot express the bigness of who you are, then offer three, what you have been, what we just talked about today in today's meeting, cannot come into fruition. It's like you hit something, the pain point, something about you to say, just hit that pain point in the right side of the chest it's like what is this like is this is this an idea is this an imprint is this something that i've inherited like an idea what is this like god just lift this from you please <laughs> like this is this is sad but also really hilarious i consciously know i consciously know in my gut in my feeling world i'm so freaking powerful but then there is this whatever this is that is weighing on me that is making, trying to make me believe that I'm not. And whatever this is, I just give it to God. I just give it to the divine to be transmuted because it's just like last year when you had the therapist, she said there are two versions. There is one version that can do anything. And then there is the other version that is the self-destructive victim mentality version. And I feel the same thing right now within myself. I think we all have this, honestly. And I remember working with a coach a couple of years ago, a hypnotherapist coach, and I referred to this as the bitch and the badass. So the two versions of me, the bitch side of me, which is completely disempowered, and then the badass side of me, which is unstoppable, a monster, a beast, and can, can just do anything. I think we have both of those inside of us on right side and left side. But like you said, we have to grow those sides of us up, the masculine and the feminine energy together in harmony, in balance. Because what good does it do to be overly masculine, hyper doing, and then you burn out and you crash? And on the flip side, what good does it do to be hyper feminine and believe wholeheartedly so much in the law of attraction that all you got to do is just sit down and everything is going to come to you and then nothing comes to you and nothing happens with your life. There has to be a degree of both in a balanced and harmonious way. And I, from what I've noticed about today's episode is that you feel from what you mentioned about offer three, you feel more expansive. You feel like there's more opportunities and it feels more unlimited in that in that form. And it feels more aligned to the best version of me. Yes. Now imagine that this is what our big ones are struggling with every single day of their life, regardless of what the scenario is, regardless of what their financial situation is. There could be people that have successful, highly successful seven and even eight figure businesses, and they're miserable. They're absolutely miserable. There could be solopreneurs that make high six figures, almost seven figures a year. And they're now slaves to their job. They wear the golden handcuffs. There could be people that are in 
as we have said before, in extreme poverty where they can't even afford to to to, to buy food. This is these are all realities that I've seen and I've observed throughout the course of my lifetime. What is the distinguishing factor though between the ones who stay with, for example, option one in the suppressed, limited way of thinking, the bitch side of us, and what is the difference between that version and the version of us, option three, for example, where we are the badass, ver we are the most badass versions of ourselves. We can do anything. The most expansive, the most unlimited, not allowing any psychology in our mind, any belief, any thought to penetrate our mind, to know that we are the big one, to know that we're the greatest version of ourselves. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. And I do believe at this stage that it has everything to do with how we think, what we consume, and how we express ourselves. Case in point, for you, big one, if you are in a reality that you're unhappy with, you're unsatisfied with, why are you unhappy? Why are you unsatisfied with that reality? Are you working a job that you do not want to work at? Are you in a circumstance or an experience or in a job or business? Anything that is making you and contributing to you continuing this cycle of suppression. Are you running on a program that's not even yours, that you're not even aware of? Are you living someone else's life? How many, how many kids grow up that are forced to take on the family business? How many kids grow up having to do things that their parents wish they could have done when they were kids? So now their parents are quote unquote, living vicariously to their children by forcing them to do things that they do not want to do. What kind of an imprint does that leave on us? And how does that suppress our bigness? And there has to come a time, just like with you, Hema, when you're saying it's time to grow up. Yes, you mentioned um, a powerful trigger word here, which is the imprint. There are so many ways on how the outer world has shaped every single one of us with ideas that were imprinted on us when we were younger. And part of us growing up means to release, transmute and let go all of these imprints that were never us to begin with, which never reflected the truth of our limitless soul, of our limitless potential. And that clicks now for me this what i have been sensing in my own energy and field which has been blocking on me or weighing on me it's a form of an imprint that i choose to let go of so that i can become even more whole in my truth and step into your bigness more and, and yeah and really feel into your bigness and that's the pain of you not living your purpose and that's the pain that a lot of people take to their deathbeds 
and into the graveyards with them. It's the pain of never having lived in their own authentic truth. What was that? You used to mention Les Brown a lot, and he was a very influential figure in your life. His content really resonated with you. Les Brown said something about the biggest treasure or the place with the most treasure is in the graveyard. Do you remember this? Yeah. Do you remember why he said that? Why he said that? Yes. He said, because people are taking their unfulfilled dreams and their unfulfilled potential, their gold, with them to the graveyard without having ever expressed it, without having ever gifted it to the world out of fear, out of beliefs of limitation, suppression. So I think Les Brown was saying, he was asking a question, do you know what the richest place in the world is? Right, that's how he was framing it, right? Yeah. In one of his speeches, yeah. do you know what the richest place in the world is? It's the graveyard because so many people are living with and dying with unfulfilled dreams and unfulfilled potential. Yeah. And this also reflects perfectly the book that we spoke about in a previous episode on the five regrets of the dying, where people, dying people on their deathbed, they were interviewed on what their biggest regret is. And they commonly expressed, they wish they had expressed more of their creativity and their unique abilities. That's like the Disney movie Soul. Or yeah. Or the Pixar movie Soul. Joe Gardner. Mm -hmm. That was a fantastic movie, an animated movie. And in that movie, Joe, the main character, he had to live his spark. And his spark was to be a jazz musician, but his mom wanted him to be a music teacher because it, it had a security to it. It was a stable job and it had benefits. Tyler Perry also mentioned that as well in his development. When he was going through that period of having failures with his play, not having enough money to pay for things, failing along the way until he had that big moment, his mom was constantly telling him, hey, you're not going to go anywhere with this. You might as well just get a job, get you some benefits, and just call it a day. But that wasn't in his heart. Now, what if Tyler Perry had allowed himself to stay suppressed? What if Tyler Perry never expressed himself? He knew in his heart that he was meant for greater, and that's what we all know in our hearts. But the pain point of suffering is when people go against the knowing how great they are and they settle for less. But that comes back down to the topic of today's episode. It, it is the suppression. It is... There is something inside of us that is making us believe psychologically, subconsciously, that we have to get this because this is all that we deserve to have when there is a whole treasure of all this other amazing, great thing if we just went down this route. And this is the same thing with your offers, Hema. It's like the paths in your life. Like, think about that. If you if you were to go with option one, your destination would have been completely different. Option two, completely different. Option three, completely different. You get what I'm saying? And this is the same thing for, for our listeners today, for our big ones. They may be on a path right now that 
it may be unsatisfying for them or it may be okay for them or it may be just enough for them to continue on with their life. Lukewarm. Right. It's not enough for them to be like, man, my life is terrible and I have to change this. It's just like, well, you know what? I get by on this. Right. And this is this is enough for them. Mediocrity. Media. Yeah. In a sense. Or it may be so unbearable that it's like they can't breathe because they're at the end, like they're at the dead end of this thing. So if you think about this, these are all these different paths. These are all these different endpoints in someone's journey. And there's the true journey, right? The divine I am. This is like God wants you to have all this amazing stuff journey. It, 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 it is your your highest timeline. Your greatest and highest timeline, right? Wow. Your grand timeline, basically. What is the decision that I need to make to be on my highest timeline? This is the question people need to ask themselves. That's it. Like every time you face a moment of decision in your life, you got to ask yourself and check in with your highest self. What decision is in alignment with my highest timeline? And I really, okay, this is really coming to me strongly to say this. And I feel that there's a lot of correlation here. It is very important to understand that your highest timeline may not be the fastest timeline. Mm, message, yeah. Your highest timeline may be the timeline where you have to play the long game. And I'm saying this from my own experiences through many failures and some successes, but I'm primarily saying this because for several years on and off, I've been following Gary Vaynerchuk. For those of you that don't know, he's a entrepreneur based in New York City, and he is the owner of VaynerMedia, VaynerX, VFriends, and he seems to be a very accomplished business person. And right now I'm going through a book it's called 12 Months to $1 Million by Ryan Daniel Moran, I think it is. And in this book, he's basically talking about his journey from not having any idea or any clue as to how to run a business to selling a business a few years later for $10 million and giving his knowledge and giving his wisdom and advice on how someone else can do the same. In that book though there's a chapter or there's a section where he's talking about Gary Vaynerchuk and Gary Vaynerchuk went to one of Ryan Moran's events where he was a guest speaker and he was saying that in the I forget what it was but okay that's what it was Gary Vaynerchuk went to go and guest speak at one of his events he kept in contact with him and then Gary Vaynerchuk was releasing a brand new wine. He started up a wine company and Ryan Moran, Moran went to New York City to follow up with Gary and have an interview with him. And Gary said something very profound. And this is the point of this. He said, you know, Ryan, I've, out of all these people that are here, I have zero intentions to sell anyone, anything to convert any of these people into paying customers. That is not my goal here. My only goal is to just have this event and give as much value as I can. And then he said the following. So listen carefully. He said, most business owners 
most people on YouTube and social media and all this stuff, they're playing the short game. They are so consumed with themselves that they are basically living in, in the way we're connecting it to today's episode. They're living their option one life where they're just trying to get that little piece of the pie right now because they're operating from a place of poverty, from a place of scarcity. Wow. Okay. Gary Vaynerchuk is saying, but you know what I'm doing? I'm focusing on the long game. And the bigger picture. And the bigger picture, which for you, Hema, is an option three type of life journey. You get what I'm saying? Oh my God, that's why I have been seeing the ego <laughs> lately in my meditation. You gotta, you gotta think bigger on this, right? We have to think bigger and be the biggest that we can be and unleash that bigness. And that's why I am, just a side note, I'm so grateful for you because you continuously hold me to my highest timeline. And I'm really grateful for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And getting back to the point of this, Gary Vaynerchuk, he was saying like, hey, look, I can convert these people into paying customers right now. But by doing that, I'm playing the short game. Because if I do that all the time, people will associate me, in, in essence, people will associate with me that anytime they come to my event, they've got to pay money for something. And he is more concerned about social capital. And social capital for Gary Vaynerchuk is the investment in Gary Vaynerchuk in the value that he gives. And Gary Vaynerchuk was saying, you know, I give away 80% of my stuff for free. I only, I only make about 20% out of 80% of the stuff that I give. So it's the Pareto principle. I give 80%, I receive 20. I give 80 I receive 20. Are my competitors making more money than me right now? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. But guess what? In the long term, in the long term, I make more money. You know why? Because I have built up the trust. I have built up the brand. I've built up the reputation. People can rely on me as a source of information as an authority in this particular topic, right? Or in this category. And Gary Vaynerchuk, he has aspirations to own the New York Jets, which is a f National Football League team in the United States. It's in, I think it's in New Jersey right now. I think, uh, unless they move the stadiums, but I think it was the New Jersey, the New York Jets and the New York Giants sharing the same stadium. I don't know if that changed recently, but whatever. The point is though, he's got this path, his destination. This is what I do know about Gary Vaynerchuk. I haven't watched most of his content in a while, but what I do follow up with him, it's usually the same thing. His long game is on the New York Jets. So what does he have to do to own the New York Jets? You, you got to be billionaire status to own the New York Jets. You get what I'm saying? So what does he do? He creates the businesses, he creates the brands, he does all of this, right? Just like if you think about Mr. Beast, probably the top YouTuber in, in YouTube right now, like, you know, he's like crushing it. But how is he doing this? He's giving lots of value. He's giving lots of value, lots of value. And he's playing a different game than a lot of other YouTubers. He has a warehouse now. He has a warehouse where he shoots a lot of his, his content. 
So I'm saying this because you, big one, you may have a vision for having the number one podcast in the entire cosmos for whatever the subject is. You may have an idea or a vision for the number one YouTube, or you may have a vision for going to Pluto or going to another solar system or opening uh, whatever, or in your case, Hema, helping people find live and unleash their life purpose. But how do you go from here, this psychology of, I feel suppressed. You asked me why in a very aggressive way. And because you asked me why in such an aggressive way, you were suppressing me. <laughs> you are a man. Oh my God. That's and you so will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you see, that sounds like a hurt teenager or child version of me. And I'm very aware of that. A hundred percent. And on the same time, I see the very mature, grown-up version of me that is able of handling the bigness of my purpose and myself. Exactly. But I'm, I still vibrationally, f vibrationally feel connected or felt connected, not so much anymore right now. But felt connected to a hurt, suppressed version of me. Exactly. And how many of our big ones are walking around living their life in that way? You get what I'm saying? This is this is the this is the wrap up of what Because I, we need to grow up. We need to grow up. Exactly. We need to and the suppression thing, is there am I strangling you right now? Am I holding you down? Am I physically suppressing you? No. No. But we all have our stories of how a life is suppressing us. Yes. And I remember with you in the past, a story, if I may share, Yes. Um, with the old version of you, which has now definitely grown up, for sure. You had a story that life is suppressing you because you come originally from Puerto Rico, Spanish. Spanish cultures are getting suppressed, blah, 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 blah. The story goes on, right? Yes. So that was your story where you felt victimized and suppressed yes. of why you don't live your best life. I was using the whole race story. The race story. Right. That because, over. because I'm not white, because my skin is a little bit brown, that I'm now not good enough. Right. And I believe for me, this is, this is like, it's getting really clear right now. There is, I believe, a collective story about women at this day and age who are living on this planet, who may collectively believe that they're being suppressed by masculine energy. Of course. And that's why they're not stepping up to their greatest potential in business, for example. Like how many, <laughs> you keep sending me a lot of videos about successful entrepreneurs and uh, people making great changes and living their purpose. 95% of them are men. Men, exactly. So this is just something that I notice. I mean, ultimately we are all man-made and woman-made. We are both, we carry both inside of us. Yep. And this is not to separate anything because um, I appreciate the men in my life. I appreciate the women in my life. And yeah, I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know what comes to me though is, as you said about the whole woman topic maybe there is a collective belief that women are being suppressed by men i don't know that's not my operating system or at least that, that i'm aware of i think that it it is every i think every demographic or every group of people or soul cluster has a topic that they have to now at this stage transmute especially as we transition 
into this new age, into this new earth, into the new shift in consciousness. And may and it may also be related to the actual geographical location that you're living in. Oh, perhaps, perhaps. Again, growing up, I did play the race card a lot, and as you had said, I had to also. I also have had times where I have used that as an excuse. Oh, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough because I'm not a white man. Or I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough because I'm Spanish, or I'm from Brooklyn, or I'm from this, or I'm from, or I fill in the blanks. And I think these are all forms of psychological suppression because these are all the imprints, these are all the conditioning, these are all the patterns. That we have seen growing up. That we have seen, we've modeled it. Remember Tony Robbins when he went to that guy's house that has a stuttering problem, right? Yeah. He happened to be a black man that had a stuttering issue. And the reason why he had the stuttering issue was not because he was actually born with a stuttering issue. The reason why he had the stuttering issue is because he would see his parents constantly fight and argue and all this stuff. And he would distract them subconsciously by stuttering Rocky and Bullwinkle. Right. So he was doing this. That was the root cause of why he was stuttering. He was stuttering to distract his parents so that they give him attention and they don't argue. So is there a reason why you are believing that you are suppressed, a white woman is suppressed, and you're saying that the man is suppressing you? You're saying that you're feeling suppressed by the masculine energy. I don't know, it, it, it feels like a story or just some illusionary It's a story. Theme. Yeah, it is a story. It's a story. I don't believe it's mine but I happen to pick up on it for whatever reason, I know that ultimately it's gonna serve me and it's gonna push me into my great, my greater level of power and, and maturity and wisdom and love where I need to be. Right. I'm experiencing this for a reason so that it can bring me into my next highest timeline, but I need to be able to express it, look at it and dismantle the illusion of it. You have to acknowledge it. Yeah. And this is what we've been working on well, over the last five years, we've been working on acknowledging our limiting beliefs, our stories, what has suppressed us. And this has been quite a journey. Because it comes in layers. Because it comes in layers. And now it's like very fine. We're fine tuning. Yes. I can for sure see that we have had less and less of these moments where we're talking about these triggers. Before it was like all the time. And now it's more like once every couple of weeks. Because we have changed our focus and our story. And even even less than that, I would say once every month or so, if at that. So hopefully it's not much more, but these are the things that we have been working on. These are the stories that we've held onto from the time that we were kids. Most, most of them unknowingly, it all runs as a program in the background, right. subconscious. Right. You're a girl, so you have to be super hyper-feminine. You can't wear sweatpants. Who said that story? You saw your mom having a, liking to be around lots of people, but you don't like to be around lots of people. So why are you forcing yourself into that narrative? You like your isolation time. You like your alone time. You are an introvert. Can you own that? Or are you still going to run on someone else's story? 
there are times where you do want to be around people, but there's also times where you don't want to be around people. Be honest. Just be honest with yourself. Express who you truly are. And I believe that is the greatest gift and yet the greatest challenge to recognize and to know what is me and what is the BS and the lies of the outer world that were imprinted on me. Because sometimes, honestly speaking, it is not so easy to discern. And that is why I think, especially from what I've been experiencing over the last few days, it is very important to purify yourself and to detoxify yourself. Very good point. I've been working with the Campbell now for a few sessions for the last couple of months. That's my form of purification and detoxification. But I'm also now making a radical shift in my diet to where I am feeling like an, I have a completely different life right now. I'm a, I feel like... I can tell. It, it, it's insane. Your energy is very expansive. I'll talk about that maybe one day. This is not the, the place for it. The diet supporting your purpose. Right. Everything has to support your purpose. Mm. I remember watching this Casey... Wow, this is coming up to me now. I remember watching a YouTube video on Casey Neistat, a very uh, established YouTuber, and he was at a stage in his career where he was posting videos every single day. One video that I watched that was so profound and it stuck with me to this day. He made this maybe like seven, eight years ago now. He was, he had his camera and he was talking about what does it take to become a great YouTuber? Has nothing to do with the equipment. Has everything to do with the story. He said, story is king. Why is story king? Because it doesn't matter what tool you use, right? This is a metaphor for life. It doesn't matter the person's circumstances. It doesn't matter the person's resources. It doesn't matter where you came from. What matters is the story you are telling yourself to become the big one that you need to be because story sits at the very top. So your purpose is your story. Your story is your purpose, your life, your, your challenges, your skills, your experiences, your everything. This all comes together to serve the story because story is king. Story sits at the very top or story is queen. Whatever you want to, whatever feels better for you, sounds better to you, right? But in order for us to get to that top, in order for us to make it to the top of the mountain, we have to make sure that we have the right story. We tell ourselves the right story. And I'm pointing to my head, the story we tell ourselves in our mind. Because at least from what I've observed, there is a battle for our mind from the outer world. There is so much illusion. There's so much projection. Proje exactly. Projection that to discern the truth of what you are truly experiencing can only come from within. It cannot go, it cannot be possible from outside of you. And that's why in the scriptures and so many scriptures, they're always emphasizing the first point every person needs to know is thyself. Know thyself first. You have to know what is the truth of who you truly are. So your bigness for your purpose, this is the whole point of this. If you are feeling suppressed in any category of your life, chances are that is suppressing you from your life purpose. There is a strong chance that you are not living in full integrity with yourself 
you're not living in full integrity with your purpose in life and you are living someone else's truth. You're not honestly, getting back to Bruce Lee and Lenny Kravitz, you're not honestly and authentically expressing yourself. So if it's not the truth of who you truly are, how can you ever expect to live your life purpose? And I'm emphasizing the your because it's about you. You are the story behind the purpose. This is for every big one. This is for me. This is for you. This is for every soul that is manifest in a physical body. You have come here to do something big. You may not have all the tools. You may not have all the resources. You may not have all the knowledge. But what do you have? You have your creativity. You have your resourcefulness. Most importantly, you have the story that you've told yourself about who you are. And if you believe that you are the big one and you know that you are the big one with a big purpose, then play as a big one. Exactly. You know, play as... Hold yourself to your big standard. Play like LeBron James. Play like Patrick Mahomes. Play like Venus Williams. Play like Serena Williams. Play like the biggest version of you. Play like the goat that you are. Be the goat of who you are. But you have to tell yourself a new story now. You cannot allow that. Stop playing it small. Exactly. And getting back, the last thing I'll say for today is getting back to that Tony Robbins business mastery that we went to in 2019. What was the big thing that he was really emphasizing in that event at Business Mastery? He was emphasizing the success of a business is based on the psychology of the leader. Your life purpose is based on the psychology of you. Your life purpose is based on the story that you're telling yourself in your head, whether you can or you cannot. That is the story that you're telling yourself. Option one or option three. If you choose one option, that is not the truth of who you truly are. Your destination is gonna be completely different. And that's what so many people are sharing their pain that they find themselves at one point in their lives having lost track of who they are and having lost track to what matters to them. And there's that saying that people, they die at 27, but they don't get, they don't get buried until they're 67. Yeah. Because a lot of people then just, they become complacent and they settle and they, I mean, if that makes someone happy, sure, but that's not who we're talking to today. We're talking to the big ones and that's who the fuck we're talking to. That is who we are talking to. The big ones that know they have a big purpose, that know that there is something else for them. I gotta, I know I have a purpose, right? There's always a greater level waiting. And I believe that's what it truly means to, that's what the word evolution truly means. It's the expansion of your own consciousness, the expansion of your soul, the expansion of your purpose. And I believe that's why we experience life and we come here to explore greater and greater versions of us and to give ourselves permission to rise to the next bigger version of us. There's no going back. There's only going forward and embracing the next biggest version of who you truly are. Not what the outer world imprinted on you, but the next best version of who you know you came here to be. And I think who you know who you came here to be is, once again, to paraphrase from Tony Robbins, 
change your state, change your story. Yeah, or change your story, change your life. Right. It's all the same. Become aware of the story that you are telling yourself knowingly or unknowingly. And make your story be the most empowering story of your life and live according to that empowering story. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.